0: Bismillahir Rahmanir Raheem. Insha'Allah a reminder always from myself, Ati Allah, Ati Rasul, amri minkum, and that ana abdukul ajees, wa u wa miskin, zalim, wa jahal. And by the grace of Allah that He keeps us in existence and that we took a path in which to be nothing and the month of Hajj, the month of faith, one year of travelling to this destination to this point and the 12th Surah Surat al-Yusuf is about the beauty of the journey and the reality of trying to reach servanthood, how to be nothing. It goes from 12. For regular people, so first Surah, Surah Fatiha all the way to the 12th Surah, Surat al-Yusuf for common people. From the knowledge of awliyaullah that inshaAllah Allah Allah make us to serve awliyaullah, to be a donkey for them, that they be happy with us and that their nazar be upon us that we are nothing, from their knowledge they take that twelve and they multiply it by the Sultanate where Allah describes eight will hold up the one. On the Yawm al-Mashar, on the Day of Judgment, eight will come and hold the throne and one king will be sitting upon that throne. It's not Allah, there's nothing that can contain Allah but that king is Sayyidina Muhammad. The Sultanat, Sultanul Nafir that Allah gave that Sultanat, gave that authority to Prophet and the eight that hold that reality and serve the malik, serve the king. The or in a reflection of that reality of the eight and one. And we describe many times and remind ourselves, you're stamped with eight and one. And then on the right hand it has one and eight. Our whole life Allah made us to be of service. Your left hand has one, these are the lines of your hand. Why Allah stamped a hand with these lines. One and eight, eight and one, eight and one, huh? You have a special hand. <laughs> the three is a different reality too. The majority have eight and one. This eight and one becomes nine. Our life, even Allah gives us as a reminder, our life is to serve the King. The Sultan is nine, nine represents perfect submission, it's the highest number because you reduce all numbers to single digit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine because ten is one and zero. So out of the single digit the Source of all power, nine is the Sultan. So, for their understanding, they represent the nine in this dunya, and Allah takes them that at nine times every surah. So, they're traveling at a higher reality. We come through Surah Fatiha, which is the first month in Muharram, they enter through Baba Tawbah, ninth surah, ninth surah. Tawbah. And they go from 9 to 18, we go at 2. They go from 18 to 27, to 36, to 45, to 54, to 63, to 72, to 81, 90, 90 what? <laughs> 99, then to 108, 108. Means that the twelfth surah, Suratul Yusuf. Allah are teaching us that understand Suratul Yusuf in this last month because they want to dress us from Surah 108, Suratul Kawthar. Because the haqqaiq of the month in which Allah wanted our, our reality to dress from Islam, dress from Iman and reach to Maqam al-Ihsan. Maqam al-Ihsan, they are kawthari, they are taking from Surah Al-Kawthar. And Surah Al-Yusuf comes and Allah describes for us, it's a very beautiful surah and a beautiful tale that doesn't matter who your father is and who your background is because nobody can claim their father was a Prophet, don't care who, who your father is. No matter what big of wali he is or famous personality he is, it doesn't make any difference for Allah That Sayyidina Yusuf still had to be trained and whatever he saw of realities, his father knew that Allah is going to train you, that you're not just going to take my position, my inheritance, Allah is going to train you. But when your training is over, what Sayyidina Yusuf came to his father and said, Ya Baba, I saw the sun and the moon and eleven planets make sajda to me, Sajdat al-i'tiram where people say, there is no i'tiram in Islam, there's no respect (laughs) in Islam, there's no need to respect anyone. Ya Allah said, no, no there is, a Prophet of God saw in a dream that the planets We're making sujood for him and his life was about submission. We make the story to be a bit quicker that Allah took him and threw him into a well. And that his brothers were hasad and have jealousy for him and his brothers were Prophets of God. So, do you think that on your path people are not going to be jealous of you? The eleven Prophets of Allah were capable of getting jealous and throwing their brother into a well. Do you think that your brothers in tariqah, your brothers in Islam are not going to throw you into a well? They want to banish you and throw you away so that maybe your Baba will forget about you. Because far from eyes, far from sight but it's not going to happen that way. Allah's will is Allah's will. That Allah willed it that he'd be thrown into a well, to separate him and to be trained and to train him. And in that well he's in complete taslim, that well is our khalwa in life. That Allah will take you away from where you're comfortable. Allah will isolate you from where you were comfortable. Allah isolates us from all our friends. Growing up all our friends that we knew, all the different communities that we were familiar with. When Allah wants to train you, He needs you to be isolated. How I'm going to train you when you're around them, they will influence you, so I have to set you aside somewhere else. As a result I'll begin to train. So everyone is going to have in their life a child, a hole in which they fall in. we understand the analogy? Because you say I didn't fall into a hole shaykh. <laughs> it's an analogy. Taken away from where you're comfortable, you're with a different group of people that is different than what you were raised with and what you were comfortable with. Or even people who had influences over you, your shaykhs, your teachers, your muallim, anyone who had an influence over you. When Allah wants real training for you, it's going to be a separation and an isolation. And in that state of separation whom Allah sent to the well and brought him out and a reminder for us at that time when the student is ready the guide will appear. So means Allah is, is teaching these, these stories are not old stories but awliyaullah's hearts they know what Allah wants for us right now, what the surah is telling us right now. That when you find yourself isolated and you're ready the awliya will appear, the Mushids will appear. They are the ones who will bring you, they'll take you, they own you. Not in a bad sense, in a spiritual sense. You become captive to the one who brought you out. Don't leave here and there, don't pick this and that. They brought you out of this hole to guide you because the one who brought him out put him into slavery. He didn't say, oh, you're a Prophet of God, my goodness, let me give you all the luxuries I have of this world and take care of you. He said, no, if I take you out of this hole, maybe I'm going to get a good fortune out of it. There's going to be some blessing in it. It's an example that now come out of this hole that you were in, but no more your will. It's the will of them, the will of the guides, that we're going to take you and we're going to bring you to your destination.' And they took him to the presence of Malik al-Aziz. Even Allah gives the names because these names are sefats of reality. Means the sifat of al-Malik is the one whom is the sovereign king, the sifat al-Aziz is that when Allah wants to send you something, it's under Sifatul al Aziz, Ya Aziz u Ya, ya razak These are from their secrets. If they give you a wazifa to recite of Ya Aziz u Ya razak it means that any sustenance that meant for you, black magic, no magic, jinn, jinn, whatever it is, if Allah's might and will is behind it nothing can stop that. It come like a bullet right into your hand because the Aziz means that nothing can get in the way of Sifat al-Aziz. If Allah's Aziz is not opponent, it becomes like a rizq that float in the air. A little bit of wind it flies that way, a little bit of wind it goes that way. But the king's name is Malik al-Aziz to teach us. That these awliya when they're guiding us, they're taking us into the presence of Sayyidina Muhammad وسلم, The only one whom Allah gave all authority, Sakhar lakum, Sakhar lakum, ma fi samawati wa ma fi na'at. Allah described to Prophet we have given you everything. Arabic is bad, Ya Hajji وَسَخَلَى مَا فِي السَّمَوَوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جميع, And anything between it. So anything you forgot from the heavens to the earth, Allah describe I gave to Prophet and anything that you can think about. And you say, oh what about the souls? Yeah, that's in jamiya. What about this? Yeah, it's there. Everything been given to Prophet his Malik. And Sifat al-Aziz is the support of that reality and Awliyaullah teaching that when they take us and they bring us out of the well of difficulties in life and the well of guidance in which Allah wants the servant to be guided to the reality, they're taking us to the presence of Allah's Sultan, Sultan al-Masirah is the presence of Prophet And they're going to give that servant. Their destination is known, they're not guiding you to the jungle and from here and there and left and right. Their only destination is to take the servant to the presence of Prophet In which Prophet will take ownership of that servant. That you before you thought you were independent and that you own yourself, that's not Islam. Whatever other people think of Islam, it's not Islam, Islam means submission. You submit your will to the will of Allah So true submission is, I have no will of my own, Ya Rabbi. I'm surrendering the only thing you gave me was my will. Taslim is when I'm in a state of submission. Our whole life is the struggling with submission until we're dead. And the game is over and Allah now says, oh see you submitted because everybody tastes of death. Nobody can run from it. So Allah is guiding us, the awliyaullah are guiding us to the hand of the king. And the king knows that I'm going to take this servant and teach them servanthood, teach them submission. But there's a problem in that kingdom has so much barakah and so much blessings. And then what happened to Sayyidina Yusuf in that kingdom is then Zulaikha, the wife. The wife of this kingdom is Hubba dunya. Anytime you see a woman in dreams it's Hubba dunya. If you see a beautiful woman in your dreams means dunya is running after you. Until that woman looked like a scary beast, like a witch. Then you know dunya left your heart. Sorry. (laughs) But that analogy was the beautification of dunya. So, his difficulty was that so much attraction and light upon his reality that dunya was chasing after him. And there was no way of relieving himself from that dunya until finally one day in the presence of the king there was an event, they asked what happened, said I was running, she came after me. And the test was to see is dunya attacking your front means you're going after it or when you were running was dunya coming after you. If it's coming after you Allah will deal with that dunya. That it's coming to distract you and to bring you down, Allah will deal with that because you are running from that. But if that dunya is attacking you from in front, you are falling for it. And they're reminding us on this way of servanthood that our our life is a continuous struggle. Of all of its allurements, all of its uh, attainments, everything that's around us. But we are trying and struggling to reach towards the love of Sayyidina Muhammad Until Sayyidina Yusuf asked himself, Ya Rabbi, I think from this I, I need to go to, to a seclusion, I need to be secluded. He asked to go to jail, he said, what jail is in store for me is better than what this, this testing of dunya, no matter what I'm running this dunya is running after me. You put me the first time in a hole without my permission. You ended up in tariqah without your permission. But the second time Sayyidina Yusuf asked, I think uh, the prison is better for me. Means then we have to make a conscious effort to isolate ourselves. Every night from Salatul Asr to Salatul… from Salatul Maghrib to Salatul Isha. Or from Salatul Fajr, Tahajjud to Salatul Fajr. To take a a, a bit of time in which to isolate ourselves, meditate, contemplate, think of our grave, think of how our life is going to go. All the the gifts and the, the, the favors that Allah gives, all of that will go and all will be left is our grave. And if our relationship with Allah was good or the relationship with Prophet was good, then we should be happy. So reminding for us that to live a life in which we seclude ourselves, and isolate ourselves, and try to build ourselves so that we can attain what Allah wants us to attain. At that time when Allah brought out the reality of Sayyidina Yusuf He gave him to be the custodian of all the treasures of Messiah. It means that Allah whatever you're lacking, whatever's not upon you, whatever you're wanting, if you learn to isolate, learn to perfect your character, learn to balance your reality, why not Allah to give you what you're in need of? It make anybody to be a sultan, it's not difficult for Allah to give anything. But whatever He gives now may be a distraction from the path. If you give too much, oh you won't be here, we will have to be trying to find you all over town. So then the teaching before Allah becomes angered, live a life that's balanced. That keep your time for Allah keep your time for your rizq, keep your time for your family, keep your time for Allah for the love of Sayyidina Muhammad learn how to live a, a balanced life. When they see that you're able to balance your spiritual time, you do your wazifas, you do your salah, you do your zakah, you do all your practices and you can be busy with work, busy with your family and you're not neglecting the two. They all have to be taken care of, you have to be doing your awrad and taking your children out to the mall. And it's khalwa da jaman, you can't say, no I said I'm not going to see anyone, you take it out, do whatever you want. We had to do everything with them. When you're not isolating and neglecting either one they find you to be a balanced person. At that time Allah can restore everything. If Allah begin to give to the servant, what's important here is what Allah gives. When we say, wa When he gave to Sayyidina Yusuf he accomplished what he wanted to and He put him in a position of authority, Sayyidina Yaqub a Prophet of Allah his wife and eleven Prophets of Allah came to the presence and made sujood. Um, So people who don't know the Qur'an and don't understand, they made sajda. Prophets of Allah they made a sujood to show their ihtiram for Sayyidina Yusuf as-salam. What do you think all the Prophets of Allah what type of sujood they're making for Sayyidina Muhammad <laughs> If for Sayyidina Yusuf they're going to make a sajda to show ihtiram, what type of sujood you think they make for Prophet How many are in sujood and they will never lift their head out of the ihtiram and the respect for the station that Allah dressed upon Prophet and then when he said that the, 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 the sun and the moon and the 11 planets are under my authority. What does that mean? Allah, come into our life and describe that they're literally under the authority. That the sun is under the authority of that Prophet, the moon is under the authority of that Prophet and 11 planets are under the authority of that Prophet. And that's a station that is inherited, inheritable. It was not uniquely for Sayyidina Yusuf al-Salaam. So imagine that he's telling his father, he's a Prophet of Allah the son bowed down to me means my power that Allah gave to me, the son is under my isharat and my command. The moon is under my command and 11 planets are under my command, means they're under my feet. They're making sajda to me. That's why when Allah says, If the planets are under the feet of Sayyidina Yusuf imagine how they're under the feet of Sayyidina Muhammad who is the Sultan of the entire created galaxy and that Prophet described now here because this is Bani Israel. Now Waritha al-Muhammadiyya where Prophet described, my Sahabi are, are, what's the word for inheritors? Waritha my, inher- my Sahabi, my ulama are inheritors of the Prophets of Bani Israel. So what Allah gave to Bani Israel's Prophets, which were all the Prophets unto that time, the Warith al-Muhammadiyya, the Awliya Allah and Sahabi and awliyaullah of Prophet they're inheriting those stations. So awliyaullah, Allah, when Allah want to grant them their authority, the sun, the moon and eleven planets are under their Sultanate and under their authority, and they are Kawthari. When Allah describe, because now their reality is they are now taking from the kawthar. You know, tainaka kawthar When Allah want to give the servant from the fountains of kawthar, Allah is great. If you go to a billionaire and the billionaire says, I want to give you a gift and he puts five dollars in your hand, you will be greatly disappointed. <laughs> So what kind of cheap billionaire was that? (laughs) Billionaire? What do you think then Allah says, Wealth beyond imagination. At every moment I'm making creation and billions of galaxies are appearing. When I want to give an authority to you, I can put the sun, the moon and 11 planets under your feet and under your authority. And what we call the Ghawth. And the Sultanul Awliya is even above that reality. We pray that Allah grant us to drink from the tawfar, grant us to understand the realities and izzatul islam the amazing might and the amazing majesty that Allah has bestowed upon Prophet and Prophet so lovingly giving to his nation. All the Prophets of Allah were begging for something from Prophet they begged for Asa Nabi Musa begged for an Asa from Prophet Sayyidina Sulaiman begged for a ring from Sayyidina Muhammad And the love of our father is the father of our way. It's like the, the Asa you want it, it's yours, full of power. My ring, you want it, it's yours. Take my sunnah and Allah give you the reward of 70 martyrs Anyone who revives a sunnah of Sayyidina Muhammad wasallam as if he was granted the reward of 70 martyrs, is the barakah and the blessings of the Nabi ﷺ. Subhana rabbika rabbal izzati amma yasifun wa salaamun al mursaleen, muhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa bi siri Surat (laughs) al-Fatiha. سيدنا